Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. Welcome back. Hello. Right? It's another wonderful book club day. Woo! Here we are. I'm so excited. Which I had to kind of remind myself because I read it. We both read it a couple of weeks ago. Yes, I finished it a little while ago. Just over a week ago for me. So, and a couple of weeks for you. So, I had to refresh my mind. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to finally talk about it. I have a lot of feelings. Yes, yes. But before we get yeah. there, Jamie, Sarah, we need to decide or share. Let's share what our April book club pick is, along with hopefully the sunshine of April. Please, we bring you "Quiet Life" by Ethan Joella. Ooh. This might take place in wintertime. Well, <laughs> hopefully we're not in winter while we're reading it. And we're like, ha ha. And we're like, Hi, it's cold where you are. in winter. Yeah. <laughs> it's warm here. I'm actually really looking forward to reading this. It's kind of, to me, feels one that like flies under the radar. Okay. Like, it's good, but you just, like, word hasn't gotten out yet. Okay. It's got I hadn't reviews. heard of it until we started looking and you brought this one up. It came out in November of last year. Right. So it fairly new. It's newer. It's within the last year, but not this year. Super out there. Yeah. 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 It's got great reviews. 4.16 mm-hmm. rating on Goodreads with over 6,000 ratings. Yeah. So it's people who've read it are liking it. Let me read the synopsis for okay. you. From the author of A Little Hope, a read with Jenna bonus pick comes another heartwarming, character-driven, life-affirming novel about three individuals whose lives intersect in unforeseen ways. Set in a close-knit suburb in the grip of winter, (laughs) a quiet life follows three people grappling with loss and finding a tender wisdom in their grief. Chuck Ayers used to look forward to nothing so much as his annual trip to Hilton Head with his wife, Kat. That yearly taste of relaxation they'd come accus- they'd become accustomed to after a lifetime of working and raising two children. Now, just months after Kat's death, Chuck finds that he can't let go of her belongings, her favorite towel, the sketchbooks in her desk drawer. As he struggles to pack for a trip, he can't imagine taking without her. Ella Burke delivers morning newspapers and works at a bridal shop to fill her days while she anxiously awaits news, any piece of information, about her missing daughter. Ella adjusts to life in a new apartment and answers every call on her phone, hoping her daughter will reach out. After the sudden death of her father, Kirsten Bonato set aside her veterinary school aspirations, finding comfort in the steady routine of working at an animal shelter. But as time passes, old dreams and new romantic interests begin to surface, and Kirsten finds herself at another crossroads. This, In this beautiful and profoundly moving novel, three parallel narratives converge in poignant and unexpected ways, as each character bravely presses onward, trying to recover something they have lost. Emotionally riveting and infused with hope, the soothing tone and warm worldview of this grown-up bedtime story will be good for what ails you. Grown-up bedtime story? Right? Oh. (laughs) Yeah. I need a bedtime story. I need a grown-up bedtime story. This is just what I need. Seriously. That sounds 
like I cozy. will take it. I will take it. And they both, they all, all their stories sound hard. Yes, absolutely. Like my heart is already aching a little bit. I'm fascinated. I'm looking forward to it. I was just looking and it is at our library. Jamie, in case you're wondering. I am. It does have a seven week wait for the audio book. For the audio book. That's one that it's like, maybe I'll hurry and put it on and see if it comes in time. You know what I just heard about today? What? I haven't looked into it yet. Tell me. But I have a teacher friend who texted me like 7.30 this morning. I appreciate so much the the teacher brain. Um, She sent me a text saying, do you know about Libro.fm? Educators can listen to a selection of books for free every month. What? So I will be looking into that today. If you listeners know anything about that, please let me know. I'd never heard of it before. Wow. But I educators don't get many perks. Right. So if you're going to give me some books for free, yes, please. Yes, I please. will take them. So that's amazing. Um, I am looking. I don't see this at our library. A Quiet Place? A Quiet Life. <laughs> there Maybe it is. I should pick the right book. A Quiet Life. A Quiet Life. Um, You can get it on Audible. And you can buy it for $13. Or you can use a credit, which is about the same. Well, I will put it on hold just in case people listen faster. Because sometimes they do. Mm -hmm. And we will go from there. Very good. Sound fair? Very good. I like that plan. Because I love I can that we get sit it from the library. I know. You guys can come with me come as I look at the library catalog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to okay. decide if I want to use an audible credit. I Maybe will wait I and wait and wait until I know the very last. The second. very last that I have to spend my audible credit. So I will hang on. Totally awesome. But today, here we go. Today we are here to talk about someone else's shoes. Jojo Moyes. Oh, you know, this is very, very much not like any of her other books. Agreed. I think, you know, when we talked about um, that her mom passed away and she got divorced and she was taking a couple of years off, you can tell that something is different in her writing and not in a bad way. It's just a very different kind of story. I would even say it's more complex. Like there are so many elements here that she has weaved together to Mm -hmm. create the full story. I, I feel like her other stories, not that they're simple in any stretch, right? but they really are like follow. You just are all watching maybe one set of characters. Right. Right. And where they're going. Yeah. This Mm -hmm. is definitely more social issues. Yes. A lot more interactive social issues with multiple different people in different walks of life. Yes. Absolutely. So, but what is the same is her character development. Uh, Her buildup of these characters. Because even though it's so different, what she is really, really good at is getting you to 
invest. love yeah. and know, invest. Yes, that's a good word for it. invest in these characters. Yes. Like, because I cared about these people. Our main character. Well, there's Sam, who is, you know, in a hard time of life. She doesn't have yes. a lot. And then there's Nisha. And Nisha. So I was thinking of Nisha. You, I normally would hate Nisha in right. most books. And Absolutely. I think, and a little bit I did. And you, if a I'm little being bit, honest. Yeah. But then also a little bit, you're rooting for her to be better. Yes, you can absolutely. do better. And I wish I felt like that with every character, like everyone I path cross crossed paths with in life, that I'm rooting for them to do better instead yeah. of just like, can you believe? Ooh, I hated I'm that so character. Frustrated. But yes. instead to be like, come on, yeah, I, you are. I am gonna roof. I'm gonna be your cheerleader. Yeah. Because I think you could do better. Right. And I want you to. And I think that's what Jasmine does for us, right? Jasmine is her friend that she meets as she starts working at the hotel. Yeah. And then takes her in. Jasmine, like, sees some good in her and just yeah. kind of helps her along. Like, hey, everybody needs a hand up. Right. And we're going to get you back on your feet. And definitely Nisha needs that hand up. But also Nisha needed to experience... Hard Rock things. Bottom. Yes. Not that she hadn't been there before. Obviously, she, she had, had a been hard there time. before. But once she got out and got into this new life, she, I think, because she had to fight to get where she was, she still had that fight in her. Yeah. But now she's got the money and the clothes and the husband who's not treating her, but she thinks it's good. Like she yeah. just doesn't have. It's just the price you pay for wealth. Right. Right. That's what she gives. And to get herself out of the situation she was, she had to fight everybody to get there. So I have to say, I was a little surprised that she was surprised that Carl, which is her, you know, ex-husband or, you know, who's her divorcing, soon to be ex-husband, like cut her off. Like she was shocked. And how could this be happening to her? Right. Like, right. How how are you surprised? And how do you expect, like, uh, from the very beginning, she talks about how ruthless he was to other people, right? Uh, and, and even in his tone of voice when he's like, um, Willie, whatever, just whatever. Whatever. She knew some, that something was happening and changing. Yeah. But had no plan he for it. He totally just locks her out of her home. Yep. Her home. No access to anything and won't even talk to her. She is, like, where did he think... In the part of the story when she's like, I don't even have my shoes. Like, I had no clothes. Where do you think I'm staying? Yeah. As if he was shocked, like, she didn't just go find some friends to stay with. But she, he's cut her off from all of her friends. She has no one. Yeah. They're all through him. Who would he stay with if he had nothing? Right. No one. He's never He doesn't have, like, a friend. Right. Yeah. Can you imagine if the roles were reversed and she, like, drew a line on him? What would he do? Nothing. Well, he is a male. Let's be honest. He's a man in this society and would probably be able to figure something out because of that. That makes me sick, actually. But come on. It's a little bit true. It's It's a little bit true. It is true. And that's she was stuck on the streets, literally on the streets with somebody else's ratty old shoes. Yep. That she didn't even want to put on her feet. Right. But was forced to. And then the way she was treated when she went into like the Goodwill store. Yeah. Right. There was like a store that I don't right. think it was called Goodwill, but like a store. Sec- yes. And like they are looking at her so poorly and treating her kind of like she wasn't 
of it, any yeah. means. And she and expected she's to- treating them as if she is of great high <laughs> means. Yes. So it was just complete, like. That was, there was just, couldn't have been see a bigger for really, fall from grace. Yeah. Right? Uh, immediate. Yep. Fall. Within moments, not even yeah. hours, like it, no. instantaneous. Instant. She, her driver's gone. Her driver's not there to pick her up. I mean, the fact that you don't even get anywhere on your own ever. She didn't even know her way around. She had no money. She couldn't even like travel. Right. She didn't have a phone. Her phone. That yeah. Because he shut off her phone. Right. Was that no? She had a phone at first. Oh, she did at first. She but had then to it charge get- it. Taken and thrown into a field or something, right? I don't remember. That's true. She did because she could first. call her she, son. Yeah, and she kept trying to call him, and that's he right. Wouldn't she answer. just didn't have anyone to yeah, call. Right. That's right. There was no one there. There was no one to call. And the people who did, like, there were some friends, and they, they were, were like, like oh, "Oh, we're actually too bad for you." I hear this. Yeah, but they don't help. They, they take his took side. His side. Sides were taken. Quickly. She lost. Absolutely. And she was left on her own. So that takes us to Sam, who is the one who took Nisha's bag by mistake from the gym. Now, Sam never does anything for herself. Sam is the, she's married, but her husband is in such a deep depression that he just kind of mopes around all day. He doesn't work. He's lost his job. Yep. So she's carrying all of their financial responsibilities. They have Mm -hmm. a daughter who lives at home, but she's older. Yeah. And she, so she doesn't have basically much of a relationship with her husband. She tries. She's trying, but he is shut off. There is nothing there. And so she's lonely. Uh huh. And she's stressed out and she's worried. Right, and she's working, and she's cleaning the house, and grocery she's shopping, cleaning and her cooking the dinner, house. taking care of her. Oh, her parents when they, they just call the and they're like, "You need to get over here right now." It's just like, uh, "No, I can't." Why do they think and that's not, okay? Yeah, and it's like, well, if you loved us, you would do this for us. Yeah, she's like, actually, it's nothing to do with loving you or not. I can't do yeah, any like, take a more. Look. And when she tries to explain it to them, they like go into pity mode, like self pity mode, mm-hmm. instead of really considering. I thought that was so heartbreaking that even her parents couldn't have any sympathy. It was right. why aren't you doing more for Phil, her husband? Right. right? Like he needs your attention and love. Right. You need to make him feel like a man. Like here's more things to put right. on you. As if him not having a job lessens his manlyhood. Yeah. Is, is and that the she goes out here. and goes to work. How dare you do that to right. him? Right. So is she supposed to quit her job too? So that he So that he can manly? feel like she's not that wearing the pants crazy. in the family? That yeah. was crazy. Oh. I was so, so frustrated for Sam. I felt all the things for her. She put on those shoes. And I think I was a little disappointed at first. Okay, so when Sam puts on the shoes at first, she says she feels, like, uncomfortable. She's wobbling around. She feels like she's an imposter in someone else's shoes, right? Like, she's trying to pretend to be someone. And I was like, everyone around her looked at her like, oh, yeah, look look at at those shoes. You go, girl. Like, she was something. Yeah. But she didn't feel that herself. I, like, wanted her to, like, Well, there were little glimpses of it, like, little tiny things when she was in the meetings and they were like, it actually got her someplace, but she didn't it embrace her a it minute. as much as she could have. 
After yes. it took her a minute to do it, she didn't then just go back to it. No, she took them off. No, then she took them off and was done with them again. And then only put them on when she went out that other time. Yeah, she didn't wear them very often. I wanted her Which, to like feel how those it made you shoes a new made her woman. feel. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a woman. Yeah. Little Shania Twain. Um, I So I kind of wanted that to like have a bigger effect. But realistically, I don't know that that's normal. Like you putting on a pair uh-huh. of shoes isn't going to change you in the long term. Right. So maybe that's It'd very just realistic. Be temporary. Now, I was trying to, sir, I do not wear heels. I have worn Ever. heels maybe less than five times in my life. Okay. Wedges? Wedges more so. Definitely not heels. Like, have you ever worn like stilettos? No. Like the skinny heel? No. 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 This is not me. I prefer Birkenstocks with every outfit, even dresses. Um, I've had some dressier shoes that I'll wear with dresses, but honestly, heels very, very few times. I so like a good heel. I can put myself in her shoes. And feel literally. uncomfortable. I would have fallen over. Okay. I cannot walk in heels. I don't get it. It is it's difficult it's, at first. It is not for me. So if I were to have put those heels on and had to go into a, a meeting with these high heels on, it would have been laughable. Like it would yeah. not have given me that power streak woman I'm going right. to own this business. It would have been like Oh my gosh, get this over with right now because this and that's probably is how actually going to hinder really us. Feeling. Yeah. Not help. Help. Yeah. And I, I would just probably felt like broken she my was ankle. hitting a wall. And you know what else I was kind of I loved that she became friends with the woman. Like the woman was playing hardball and like wasn't about to give them an inch mm-hmm. until she saw the shoes. Right there in the bathroom, she sees the shoes, and, she, yes. and everything and all of changes. a sudden that opens the door. Okay, I kind of hated it, right? Because I thought now we're doing that to each other. Yeah, right. It yeah. was obvious what the men were doing. They're the worst mm-hmm. in those situations, right? They can be, right? But I really wanted the woman just to be in. I don't know, more supportive of other women. Well, why did this clothes change? But I do think our society for women, it's like we're competing against each other. We all can't be on the top. There aren't enough spaces for women in the top. So we have to climb above each other. Oh, I hate it. And there is that. I'm not saying I do, but that is a big mentality. It's a reality. And then you see, oh, you actually have something in common. Right. So it kind of shows both sides of it. The boardroom mentality Mm -hmm. and the bathroom mentality of, here, I'll throw you some toilet paper underneath the toilet stall. Like, we help each other out in this field. But in this field, it's competition. Yeah, I have to. It's me against you. Right. I have to play hardball. So, yeah. I I just kind of didn't. And I appreciated the way that they're – relationship grew like when they went to lunch and she didn't have the shoes and she didn't have anything that was like fashionable right and i think that the gal was disappointed but ultimately got over that yeah right um and another part of me was like come on sam like (laughs) feel good about yourself and like take some pride in your clothes i i walked that line the whole book of like okay you should just be you 
right? Mm-hmm. And what makes you comfortable, what makes you feel good, that should be enough. Right. And then another part of me goes like, well, we're taking pride in ourselves when we, we oh, when we take care of the clothes and we, and feel we put, better we about put ourselves. some thought and yeah. effort into what we're choosing. Right. And so I could see, I kept, well, back well, and forth, well. Back. And this yeah. is like the plight of womanhood. Right. Like, That's true. You know, it, it really is. There's so much more for a woman to get dressed like in really front of other people than men just putting on the same color suit every day with a different tie. You know? Totally. It's just Very a completely different. different mentality of getting ready for what you're showing up as. Totally. And I know, why does it have to be this way? Yeah. Is it intuitive? Women are just like this way anyway, or societal? What What is it? Why or both or all of the above? Probably. All of the above. Yep. Yes. Um, I agree. Sam's husband, Phil? Phil. Okay, let's talk about Phil. At first, I was super annoyed with Phil. Because did you maybe want to punch him in the face? A lot of times. He's okay. the one. He He's the one. He needed the punch. He needed a well, punch a in the face. Well, a few people needed a punch in this he, book. I agree. Well, definitely Nisha's husband. Nisha. That, and Sam's boss. Oh, yes. And Sam's co-workers for never, like, standing up to Sam's boss. Right. They were the worst. they like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Sam. He's being so mean. I'm like, so sh- speak so stand up. up for her. Speak up. Yeah. But I think Nisha's husband throughout the whole book deserves the punch. Oh, in yes. The face. He deserves the biggest punch in the book. But face. at the beginning of the book, I was Maybe giving it to Phil. He needs like a slap, like pop. But Phil. When you learned. Right. What was going through What his was brain, going on in his head. What his dad said to him when he was dying. On his deathbed. I really feel like this is something we don't consider. You know, when someone is dying. And it takes a while. Sometimes mm-hmm. it takes a few months, right? For right. their bodies to finally shut down. Mm-hmm. But that whole process, like your organs are dying. That includes your brain. And so you're maybe not saying not what you would have normally said. Yes. But your word, but the person on the other side experiencing it. You're the person you're that holding they love. on to every last thing they say yes. and do because that is the last of them. Yes. And, and I do when think such that's very real. things come out. Or if you're making promises or you're yeah. doing all those things in or those you're last moments. People to make promises to you. Yes. That is not the time to honestly take anything. I felt that Ugh. really deeply. But how do you not? No, and I felt for Phil. Like, I felt his his pain and the tearing in half, right? The, I don't, I could never kill my father. Right. And I am disappointing him and the things that he is saying that he feels about me now are killing me. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I just felt so deeply for him and that he didn't tell anyone. He kept that all to himself. I loved what the therapist said when he was like, Phil, you did the hardest thing of all because you kept showing up. You showed up, up every, every day, day to knowing, an impossible situation. Knowing that it was what was he going was gonna to happen. He was going to ask you the same thing, and then he was going to belittle you, and you still showed up for him every day. Day after day. I just wanted to hug Phil and yeah. the therapist. I was like, yeah. And I want Phil to go hard. and just tell Sam, Sam, this is what's going on. Right. Because it is so hard to be someone on the sideline who is 
of some of a loved one who's battling depression uh-huh. and is so shut down and not functional. Yep. And to feel like you're the only one doing everything and not getting anything. They're dead. They're dead yeah. inside. Yeah. That is a hard sideline to be on. Mm-hmm. So I wanted him to just open up to what, her so she could just understand that? a little. I think it would change, like, it would have changed a lot say, in their dynamic. I'm so sorry you have to deal with me like this. Yeah. Or I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> just or this those is what, words. Yeah. These are the words going through my head. Mm-hmm. And I, but. It, that you're not even, he's not of his right mind here. Right. He's been traumatized. That's true. Oh, I did. I just felt a lot of things in that situation. An ugly thing. I also loved that even through all of the hard stuff, like she loved him and she Mm -hmm. didn't necessarily want to be apart from him. She just wanted him back. Yes. And I, I kind of loved, I really loved that they, that they, that she shared a relationship like that, that was really, really hard, mm-hmm. but they were trying. Yeah. And making mistakes uh-huh. along the way, but ultimately, like, their end goal was really, they wanted to be, they just wanted things to be okay together. Together. And she was just holding it together. Best she could. The she best made she mistakes. Could all like, of it. yeah. Not um, without understanding. Like, I could right. totally see yeah. the reasons behind her decisions. There are so many different storylines going on here. So many things. I feel like we needed three hours. Because, yeah, so we've got Phil and Sam. We've got... Then there's Nisha. Sam and Nisha's shoe... Debacle. Debacle. Nisha and her husband. Trying to... Her figure Sam and work. Mm -hmm. Sam and her daughter. And then we get Nisha and Jasmine. Yeah. And Jasmine's family. Jasmine's daughter and grandmother. Or Jasmine's mom, the daughter's grandmother, mm-hmm. who are working. So we can just, we can talk about hotel work. Right. Oh my gosh. Coming in. And when she talks about how quickly they have to clean a room, the turnaround yes. of cleaning a room in a hotel and Quit. the catering to people who won't even give them the time of day. Seriously. When I read these kinds of things, there's been a few books that have talked about maid service, right? Yeah. I do, like, now I feel, like, very self-aware of my interactions with people I, that when I go out of town. Yes. I was out of town just this last weekend and walking through the hotel after I finished reading this book and I'm seeing, you know, the the people cleaning out the rooms with the carts. And um, I walked by and I'm just like, thank you guys. Thank you. You're doing a good job. Oh, I love your hair. Like I was trying so hard to be like, yeah, like I, I see recognize you. you're a human. Yeah. And you're like me. And I appreciate that the, you showed up me. today. Yeah. So that I and can made be it on so that I could have be here this weekend. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Yes. Like. I'd be somewhere where. And you know what? This very is much I'm so. kind of embarrassed to say this, but I will say. I didn't know that like tipping your maid was a thing. I did not know it's until new way later. Like, I think I learned like I'm 41 years old. I think I learned this like a year or two ago. And yeah. how many vacations have I took? I didn't even you know. Never it even wasn't that I made a, a conscious decision yeah. not to. Right. I just didn't know didn't people know. did that. And I don't know this is me too. Like what is customary? I What's don't an okay know. amount? What is kind? Yeah. What are they going to look and be like, ugh, roll their eyes. And what yeah. are they like, oh, that was nice. Yeah. I want to, oh, that is nice. Like I had the bellhop take our bags and put them in a room because we our plane didn't leave till later that night. I 
I know I should tip. I yeah. did tip, but what? What? No Can one's someone ever write this stuff down for I me? I want uh, this I would need a be guideline. a decent amount. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I want to know those things. Like, Yeah. I'm, I want to be a good person yep. and show my gratitude Absolutely. and help someone else out. But I just I, don't know. I feel vi- a lot of guilt for all the years that I didn't know that. Yeah, I agree. Because I would have had I known. Right. Anyway. I didn't know That's either. a side note. But tell me, I want to ask you, I know I'm okay. kind of jumping ahead here. No, well, this book is all over. I know. But I want to talk about how you felt about how Nisha solved her problem. I, I'm glad you bring that up. I want to know your thoughts. It was, did you see that ending coming? So the whole fact that the shoes went to Goodwill. Right. That part. And then this other lady buys the shoes from Goodwill. Because they, they're awesome. Right. Of course. That's what a great find. But then they con her and her partner, husband, I don't know. Yeah. To the hotel under the guise of winning or being the certain number of customer. Right. D- oh my gosh. We just got You're the so winner. unrealistic in this story it that is so crazy. realistic. Yeah, it was just crazy. It got, it got crazy at the end. Yeah. I mean, there are some unrealistic things here. Sure. The fact that you swap out shoes with someone and then the gym closes down. That was crazy. Okay. And you, yeah, maybe you're not going to get your shoes back, but nobody else at work for Sam could throw in a pair of shoes for. Totally. Come on. Like, or you couldn't stop and grab some. Like, yeah. there's shoe stores all over all the over. place. They're just, downtown. Yeah. And is it that big of a deal? No. To just grab somebody else's shoes and run into a meeting. Yep. Okay. So I thought that was a bit strange. And somehow it needed I just to think make there it were some unrealistic parts of this story. And they, they needed that to happen to make this point. Right. Got it. And to connect them, right? Yeah. They needed to stay connected. But. The whole guys of getting these them at the hotel. Well, and then there's this whole story of like the oh my people gosh. who bought the shoes and her relationship with their boyfriend. She gets stuck under the bed while they like. Oh my doing gosh! It. Oh my gosh! It got so I crazy. I was like, "This is not happening." Who no, thinks of this, this stuff? Is so bizarro. Yeah, and yet I loved every second. I loved. Of this whole I was story. like, "Oh my gosh!" Wait a second. Wait, did wait, I hear that right? Is- I would like rewind and be like, "Oh, I did hear that right." Yeah. It was so wild. It was. It was wild. And then when she like kind of cons her husband, which I loved. Nisha has him. She's talking to him. She gets him to sign like the divorce deal. Uh Uh-huh. He really thinks he's got her. And she totally flips him on him, right? Yeah. Which I loved so much. Like every time you thought Nisha had him, she doesn't. Right. He totally pulls one over on her. Mm Mm-hmm. And then somehow at the end, everybody's like, what is she doing? But she yeah. totally does. She grew. She had her backbone and she had her plan. She had her people behind her, real friends. Real friends. Real people who had her back. Yes. And the cook. Oh, yeah. A little love affair with the cook that, you know, she goes well, from this. I liked that she had a connection with someone yeah. that was like, no, there was a nothing riding person. on it. Yeah, she could. And- who could Just like her him. for her mm-hmm. and with no other obligation or no other. Yeah. It wasn't like a business deal. No. Like, I'm going to like you if you do this for me and then I'll do yeah. this for you. It wasn't a transaction. No, and she kept saying, no, we're not. We're not going to do it. And he's like, okay. Yeah. I'm not in it for that. Yeah. No. Okay. But I, but he, I love that she got these friends. Yeah. 
And she got back some standing in life from her then-to-be ex-husband. Was able to reconnect with her old friend from before her marriage. That helped with her son. We didn't even talk about her son who's over in In the United States. Yeah. In a boarding school or in a it rehab kind of like slash boarding school boarding school slash, slash rehab, yeah. Because he did. was he struggling had... because obviously, right? Dad takes mom off all over the place for all these. Well, and didn't it? Didn't he what? kind of come out? Yeah, and Dad just couldn't handle that. It's like, no, you need to go. Yeah, get fixed. go deal with this over here. Yeah, and what. Diamonds in the heels of your fake shoes. Did you see that? No. I was like, are you serious? But I did kept thinking, like, what is his fixation with these shoes? Yes. Why? Why are getting these shoes back? Well, and then when the son said, they're not real. Yeah. I was like, what? Even the son knew because he was into fashion. I mean, there were so many little side stories but they were yes. all woven they in all they were, were very well tied yeah, up there was a reason that they were shared yeah. in the story yeah i really loved it what did you give this book i gave it three stars three but as i'm talking about it be- and i think the three comes from there were so many unbelievable parts but then I loved so much of it, too. What did you? Did you give it four? I gave it four stars. Yeah, I can see four. I actually... I gave it four. Like, I loved it. I felt like there was so much happening, but it wasn't so much that I was confused. Yeah. I understood the storyline from start to finish. Yeah. And all there was a reason for so much going on, because it really did pertain to the, the main point of the story right yeah everything connected back to itself which i loved i think if i'm looking at jojo moy's books because it's hard not to compare of course and so i'm giving out ratings me before you was a four-star book for me i loved i think i gave that one five so maybe that tells you and okay yeah and i still stand by me before you four stars which then and I gave The Giver of Stars three. I put it on par with The Giver of Stars. And I gave that one five. I just love JoJo. Yeah. Um, I, I really do too. But for me, my highest ratings of JoJo were four stars. Okay. So and I've maybe, given a few of her books five. And I feel like this is right up there. Yeah. And I, I gave loved it four. One Plus One. Yeah. That got four stars for me. So for me, I this is three stars. Too. Which... Maybe it should be four, and those others should be five, but I'm raking it in order from her other books that I've read. Isn't this interesting? I'm going through all the ones I've read of hers, which are a lot, Uh and I have not given... Oh, I did give Foreign Fruit, which is an older one of hers from 2004. I gave that one three stars, but that's the only book I've given three three stars. Three stars, too. Okay. All the rest, four or five stars. I love Jojo Moise. I felt like, yes, this was different. It had a different feel to it. Uh Uh-huh. But it was still had all the heart of a Jojo Moise book. And so I'm not necessarily upset that she's kind of taken a dive into new areas. A new... Yeah. I, I'm not upset about it. I feel like it still has all the heart and love that she brings to her stories. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was a four star. You know, I actually think that I jumped on the JoJo train at Me Before You. Uh-huh. 
And then, you know, there's the number two and number three of that after you and still me, uh-huh. the girl you left behind. Well, yeah. So, and then I read one plus one. I so think you those back. often go into those ones I would put all together in the same category, but I didn't read any of her newest stuff till after. Oh. Yeah, I read them and after. So too. I agree. I would say maybe I'm comparing this one to where I jumped in with her at. And it was and new. maybe it goes back with her older stuff. I don't okay, know. What I do see you th- what you're saying. Do you see what I'm saying? Is Because I did I did go back after I, I jumped in mm-hmm. at Me Before You. Uh-huh. That was definitely my first JoJo book. And then I went and I was like, oh, my gosh, I love this author. And I went back and started reading her older Some stuff. Some of her older stuff. Which I also really loved. Mm-hmm. I've read... Um, a few of her older books, even. Um, I haven't read all of her books. There are still some in here. I need to get some of her older ones. Yeah. So there's a few that I've read that are older and I've, I've been really happy with, like I said, only one did I give that lesser rating to. Did you know that she did a short story in 2020 called Lou in Lockdown? Yes. I have I, have you read it? Uh-huh. I did not read that one. Yep. It's only 46 pages and it's like the me before you three and a half. And I'm fairly sure Lou and Lockdown is something to do with the pandemic of sorts. So I'll have to jump on that one and see. I I still love Jojo Moyes. I think she writes fantastic characters. I enjoyed it. I loved all the different pieces that wove together in this book. Me too. And I got through it really quick. Oh, yes. It was a great read. blew through it so fast. I loved it so much. Like, so interested to see where it was going to go. I actually really enjoyed the realistic complexities of all of the different relationships and life situations. Yes. It felt super relatable. Yeah. Like, I just felt for these characters. And then some craziness. Even the ones that were different. And then at the end, we had our good, well, a little bit throughout. Yeah. The the shoe swap and just the shoe aspect of it. Right. The whole shoe through swap in and of, of itself yeah. was that string right through the middle that was a bit crazy. But all the other weavings around it were very realistic, mm-hmm. very raw, very human experiences. Yeah. Yep. So I, I'd love, we'd love to hear from you if you yeah. were able to read along with us this month. Um you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at this is your book club podcast at gmail.com. Please rate and subscribe. Let your friends know we're here. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And, and this, this is, is your, your book club. club.